When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, one. Uh, uh, What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm the Celtic Warrior, Seamus. Ward Lowe here. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. All right. With that, let's raise a glass and cheers to fans for sports network. Uh, pour cheers. another drink. I'm actually going to grab a piece of ice here in a second uh, for bringing us another episode one right here in the dive bar, the IBC. Uh, let's talk about the rest of raw. We covered it in some of the other parts here where we talked about drew Mac and fart, just shitting on CM Punk's mouth, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, leading into Ciampa versus Finn Balor. Ciampa's walking out to the ring. Cutting his promo. What did you see during this whole fucking thing? I saw Johnny Gargano being a fucking clown. A fucking clown, dude. Like... People don't behave that way, and you... Couldn't let your boy have a bit of the spotlight when it was all about him. Instead of being there to support him, he kept like waving down the camera, basically. Hey, 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 I'm right here. I'm right here. I don't have any lines, but look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. This was like three amigos. Look up here. Look up here. Mm-hmm. Look up here. Hey, you guys. Look up here. That's Johnny Gargano in a nutshell. I just couldn't understand what his fucking problem is. All he had to do was respond a little bit. Mm -hmm. But instead, instead of just nodding a little bit and agreeing, it was big head shakes. No, big yeses. Fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, this, Johnny Gargano is like the absolute definition of, hey, mom, look at me. Hey, mom, I'm on TV. He's the dude when the news is trying to take a picture, take a a little stand outside (laughs) of a fucking... Incident that happened behind them. He's the dude who walks by and goes, huh? Huh? Hey! Hey! Mom! Hi, Mom! Behind the fucking news anchor who's all like, we're working here. And he's like, but I'm on TV! Right. That's Johnny. Right. Just excited to be there. And to be honest, he fucking should be because his days should be numbered. (laughs) (laughs) There's, There's an absolute difference between what he was trying to do and what he should have done, right? Like, yeah. if you're trying to emphasize what, what Ciampa was, why is it that every action, it's not just the head nods and the head shakes for the yes and no, it's the eyes, it's the mouth, it's yeah. the it's the sarcastic nature in which he's so confident that everything Ciampa's saying is correct, that it's a foregone conclusion that they are the best of all time. And it's like, you haven't even fucking done anything. Yeah. You know, like there's there's no like what Ciampa was doing is he was building his character intensity to when he gets in the ring, this is going to be a fucking fight. And what Johnny did was. Like, dumb all of that down. Yes, because he was so distracting. 
you know? And it's like, if there was some bit of believability, like think about Triple H and Shawn Michaels during the DX time, right? That's what Shawn Michaels did. He was the fucking clown to what Triple H was trying to get across. And then Triple H would clown as well. But all those mannerisms, that's Shawn Michaels shit. But you know what? Shawn Michaels was the fucking champion twice over. He put on fucking clinics for years. And he was developing a new character off of his in-ring work and likability from the crowd. So again, I say when Johnny comes out and he looks up at the stance to try to find his mom so he can see somebody cheering for him, guess what? They're not there. So he hasn't earned the right to be this way. And nothing comes, nobody's afraid of him, and nobody thinks. So he has what Drew McIntyre has, which is character unawareness as to who you actually are portraying when you do these things. Yeah, dude, it's remarkable to me that, um, I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, I've said it before. Like, whatever. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Everyone likes him. I don't like anything he does on TV. And if I go to a restaurant and the servers are shit, I don't think they should work there either. So that's just my take on it. I don't I don't want people not able to take care of their kids. But at the same time, he's been hired by WWE for so long that if he can't, then he's a fuck up. Not me. Right. How how much? How he's much made more? So much you... more money than me. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go the Kevin Owens route. Yeah, he's right. made so much more money than me. He has yeah. for sure. And I'm not going to take that away from him. And I, I do think he should have action figures of him. I think he's done more than I ever need to see him do. And yeah. so I can't understand why you would strap an anchor like that to a guy like Ciampa, who does seem limitless. And that's the thing. Like, if Johnny's not making those faces behind him and just walking, how much more intense is what Ciampa said? Yes. Just don't make the faces. Just don't do just anything. Do just walk. That's just your boy. Do Stand beside him. Just don't fucking do it. But he has to. And it's it's bad. Yeah. And then to make matters worse, Ciampa wins, but by interference with Johnny Gargano. So it undermines Ciampa's entire thing. Ciampa is a badass who can win on his own. But here I am, Gargano. I'm going to go ahead and cheat on his behalf because that's what good guys do. Yeah, and the bummer, the bummer about it being, you know, two former NXT champions, two time former NXT champions like they had it they started telling that story and you watch these two guys go and then you know a la the Usos interfering during a, a Sammy and KO match like I wanted to just see a good match and let it end because I'm I'm bougie like that you know give me all the good stuff that's what I'll all and it just it didn't help it didn't help because even if even if they want to fucking if they want to fuck with the judgment day Oh, you want the tag titles? Okay, well, you still got Dom and JD to worry about, so don't go fucking around interfering with yes. Judgment Day shit. You know what I mean? So it's just not its not palatable, man. It's just not. Yep, and I wasn't feeling it at all, but I did like the R-Truth stuff. Let's talk about that just for a second. Um, R-Truth doing his uh, backstage little vignette about being part of Judgment Day. Uh, <laughs> I really did like to the whole... Uh, the they were showing the clips where he's like you're not in the judgment he's like sometimes they're a bit hard about stuff like <laughs> it was so good uh but again i mean it does fall into the idea of like truth is comedy i've seen people try to say that they th- someone said in one of my group chats this week they thought that jd mcdonough was trying to be the Sami Zayn to the bloodline and i was like i think that jd mcdonough is the wheeler yuda of the bloodline it's a dude who has to be there to take losses and can flip the fuck around. But I do think that they think that, that truth is the Sami Zayn for judgment day, but it doesn't connect that same way at all. Cause I don't think they realized that, that he was Sammy was not comedy. He was so much more. And I think that truth is just comedy, which is fine, but that's just what he was. Well, yeah, by adding Sami Zayn to the bloodline, it didn't lessen the value of their victories or their defeats or what have you. It raised their profile as a whole. It interjected comedy with, are you feeling Usi? You know, stuff like that. 
but it wasn't about that. It was about the palatability of the bloodline when it was, you know, it was drying out. This here with the Judgment Day, because I, I made a comment on Twitter that like, this is devaluing the Judgment Day. Yeah. And someone responded back, Matt Ritter from Smackin' It Raw. He goes, well, it depends on if you think comedy devalues wrestling. And it's not that it they're devalued from a overall, you know, oh, they're not on the card anymore. Like, they're devalued in their strength. And their strength was intimidation. And their strength was force. And their strength was how serious they are as a unit. And when you bring comedy into something that was serious, you devalue their overall strength. Nobody's intimidated of them anymore because they're fucking around mm -hmm. with R-Truth when they should be fucking around with wrestling. So if you have a match like, like Dominic does, like JD does, and R-Truth is on the outside, that that's a distraction. And it's showing. And when you put those cracks into Judgment Day, when by all means, during SummerSlam times, when Finn Balor was going for the title, and Damian Priest wasn't sure if he was going to cash in on Finn Balor. And you had these, this essence of cracks in the foundation that they overcame when they won the tag titles, that they lost and overcame when they won them back. You know, like they had these opportunities to actually sh show storyline cracks in the foundation Judgment Day to now bring in the comedy to distract Judgment Day from their overall focus. It's a letdown. And it devalues that strength for the sake of the comedy. Yes. Comedy and wrestling is awesome. But because this comedy is there and you call it a clubhouse and you, um, you know, you play into like even Finn Balor's doing it on Twitter, man, playing into the R-Truth stuff instead of telling him to stop it. Like you're 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 lessening the intimidation. That's what's being devalued. Not their spot in the card. They're all over. They're all over Monday Night Raw. They're all over the place. The investment's there, but the actual how much I care or think they're going to win, it's been devalued by this comedy. It has, and it's not that he's not good. And it's also, like I said, I think it's a gross misunderstanding of what the comedy was that Sammy brought to the bloodline. He brought a levity that allowed the other characters to grow. He was able to show a side of Roman that didn't exist. He was able to show a side of Jimmy that created a tension with Jay. They were able to show a strength in Jay wanting to stand up against some of this stuff. Like our truth just makes everyone else around him look funny too. And like, I love our truth, but like you said, I do feel like it completely diminished a lot of the badassery that was around uh, the judgment day prior to this. Like it just isn't what it was. So, I mean, here we are. I mean, I liked the video and it was funny, but that's what it was. It Hysterical. was terrible. It was yeah. so fucking funny. When I was born, I remember the day I was born and I told the doctor one day, yeah. I'm going to be in the judgment day. It's fucking hysterical. And the truth, it's, it's fucking amazing. It's so amazing because he has the ability to say the most absurd things and believe what he's saying. Like he never breaks on his own absurdity. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. absolutely fully commits to the bit. It's fucking incredible. It's comedic timing that, I mean, even actors and stand-up comics wish they could have. You know, yeah. it's just, it's so incredible performance art. I will take nothing away. They made just like the B Team shirt. They made the mm -hmm. shirt of the fuck it. They it's in stores now of our truth putting the tape on it and saying and our truth. And then they have another shirt that says our slogan is live, laugh, love. Like, come on, man. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And they're putting shirts with our truth in the judgment day because this is so entertaining. But this is Not the same judgment day that gave a concerto to Beth Phoenix. This is the same judgment day that ran Edge out of WWE. Yep. It's but it's not because that seriousness just isn't. Mm -hmm. And that was the other thing that, that Roman always maintained. That there was yes. a level of serious there. Yes. And there was even times where he had Jay around the corner and he was laughing. Do you not, you're not feeling oozy. And then all of a sudden they'd be pounding around Gofin, and all of a sudden he would just snap. You better start yeah. fucking feeling oozy and like shove him. You know what I mean? And then everybody's yeah. face drops and then it's like, Oh shit. Like there was a dynamic there. That's just not here. This is just, isn't this funny? Let's all be funny. And this, I mean, honestly, it's reminiscent of the way in D in NXT. 
where it was how funny can we make funny with a bunch of people who don't really know how to be funny and you got one guy who is funny like you know, you don't need this for the judgment day not with words words come from you know what i mean like this yeah. doesn't need to be here yeah but i love our truth so i'm not going to say not less our truth i will give you that um I watched the Hulu version. So Kofi Kingston versus Ludwig Kaiser ended in a double count out. I was not uh, able to watch that. I did see an online thing where Kofi was kind of being carried out. Uh, that looked kayfabe to me. Was that? Yeah. Um, that's, that's something that I actually like screamed at. And my kid who already went to bed came running out. Uh, there was a moment in there where I thought Kofi got ridiculously hurt. Yeah. And and then they uh, they kept going and they kept beating up Kofi's head. So they did a thing where uh, you took out Giovanni Vinci. I'm going to take you out. So Ludwig Kaiser, you know, got the one up on Kofi and really just beat the shit out of him. I don't I don't remember the move that made me jump, but there was something in there that just it was it looked fucking bad. And when they went to Kofi's face, like his eyelid looked a little different. So I was like, holy shit, did he actually get get popped here so um yeah man i i, I assume he's okay um yeah. you know but because after after that happened uh there was a moment where uh so you know the um uh the the drive-by that roman does but also yeah. they do as well he yeah. did that to kofi on the metal steps so mm-hmm. that was part of it as well. So they 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 made it a point, and then um, Xavier Woods tweeted about, "Oh, you done fucked up now." So I guess that's where we're headed. We're getting this uh, new day Imperium thing happening. I mean, I don't want to ever fantasy book Biggie because it is what it is, and you want to let that yeah. guy heal. But if there's any little hint in here that we're getting the reunion of the of the trio, that warms my heart. Yeah, so we'll for, sure. That. for sure. For sure. Uh, they did a backstage segment with Becky trying to talk about her loss. I thought that whole thing was, uh, again, I think we're saddling Becky with shit. We don't need to be saddling Becky with. That's what it felt like. Uh, that was immediately followed up on my thing by Nia Jax coming to the ring and telling Michael Cole that she might punch him. And Rhea Ripley came out and, uh, talked some shit to Nia. It does feel like there is a world that they're building towards a Rhea versus Nia for mania. Because they really like Nia at Mania. And I don't know why. Yeah, I I tell you, we we talk at nauseum about how much we don't like Nia, um, how much we want more for Becky. And I'd I'd be remiss to say when Rhea's music hit, if I didn't pop, I was like, oh my god, this is fucking perfect. This is how we end the Nia of it. Because I don't see a place where Nia ends up with the victory over mommy because of how strong she's been in the, in this run of judgment day. You know what I mean? So like she's, we talked about it on episode one, she's in men's storyline, she's in women's storylines, but if we can bring Naya back down and also get a good match out of it, then I do think this is the right direction to go Hmm. because as, as it stands, like she's the only one that, I think intimidates Naya enough from a, a, a face-to-face perspective. But unfortunately, just yeah. like Naya said, don't remember, remember when I came back, I also took you out, which was a bummer back then as well. Right? Like we remember yeah. when that happened, it's like, Oh, she beat the shit out of Ray too. So um, I don't see her taking the title off of Ray at all, but I do think it's a good look at this moment to have that. I don't think she's taking the title off of, of Rhea. I think she might be, Rhea's opponent in WrestleMania for Rhea to win, to take on like if she could rip tied Nia, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that's a moment. Yeah, but I just well, I look. I, I think it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, and I honestly, again, we talked about in episode one. Um, you know, Clump and I kind of went back and forth on it, um, not too much, but just the fact that you know Nia has a lack of palatability as is. But if she can perform, then things would be okay. She's yes. just missing a lot on the performance. So, yeah. you know. That's how they do it. Uh, I'm going to clear up the chat real quick. Kuro jumping in, seeing me for the first time in a long time. Uh, he says he wants me to work for his promotion when it comes back up. I've told him since it was the first time. I'm available 
a lot of the time. <laughs> shouts to Kuro. Yeah, shouts to Kuro. Cheers to him. Um, I don't even think he heard our fantasy booking. He probably figured out how the Rock and Randy thing could work out. So whatever, man. Uh, Carter and Chance defeated Green and Niven in the uh, women's tag match. I saw some people a little critical of this one, and I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't feel that when I watched it. Uh, this to me seemed pretty fucking good, pretty tight. I thought Carter and Chance are phenomenal. I did think it was interesting and notable and nice that commentary even even acknowledged that Carter and Chance come in as as underdogs, even when they're the champion. And I forget who it was on the table that said it. If it was um. Who's on the table now? I feel like they changed it up. Was Corey there with Michael Cole? No, Wade. Wade Barrett. And I believe it was Wade had said uh, um, they were the longest running NXT champions. So you shouldn't count them out. Um, or maybe that's was Michael said that and Wade was all like, that's what I'm saying is even when they were the women's champion, we always felt like they were underdogs. Like, yeah. It is an interesting dynamic for them to have. I think they look great. I like their, I like everything about their presentation. I think they work great together. Their their tandem offense is superb. Uh-huh. I think the Young Bucks could learn a lot from them. I'm yeah. going to say that for sure. The Young Bucks could learn a lot about tag team wrestling by watching Caden Carter and Chance Katana. Katana Chance? Katana Chance, Katana Chance. yeah. yeah. Uh, because what they do is tag team wrestling. Yeah. And their offense is tandem offense. And it's not just synchronized. They do some synchronicity. But this is what real gymnasts who are learning how to wrestle can fucking do when they're working together with that same mind mentality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've loved them from the beginning. We talked about that at nauseum on episode one. I mean, even when those girls were in the Mae Young Classic, uh, they both stood out. And it's funny because Caden Carter's a jiu-jitsu black belt and rarely brings that stuff out. She does a lot of strikes and a lot of uh, uh, lower technical moves where you know, Casey, um, sorry, Katana does a lot of the high flying stuff, but they, yeah. yeah, they work great together. The only criticism I have is that their finishing moves called the keg stand. And as much as, as much as their party girls, their, or their party girlness is about the aura, the essence of partying and what the, the vibe brings to you, like the energy of being with, being free and open and with the music and all that, it has nothing to do with the the drugs and the drinking and stuff like that, right? It's more about the environment in which, you know, being around people and the energy of music could do. So calling it the keg stance, like that's the only thing that leads towards the, well, this is also what we do at parties. You know what I mean? Um, so if they, they had a more creative name for it, um, but at the end of the day, I love them. They're great. Uh, again, Chelsea Green, there's something with when she does the unprettier, that just, I mean, the head of the opponent's up way too high. Is she hooking the arms the wrong way? She's supposed to go under instead of up? Because I remember when uh, uh, Christian used to do it back in the day, heads would be at his lower back. She's mm-hmm. got heads in her mid-shoulders, and she's taller than these girls. So why are, they, why are they standing up? Is that a Chelsea problem, not bringing them down? Is the girls not leaning over for her? Um, that's kind of my only criticism of the match. I thought Piper looked great. So, yeah, man, um, I'm glad that they got their rematch. So now the uh, – Casey, uh, sorry, Katana and Caden uh, can move on to the next level. Because as we saw during the match, um, the division, the rest of the women's tag division on Raw, they were watching on screens. That's true. I don't have anything to add to that. I think everything you said there was perfect. I thought that too about Chelsea Green. She's She's done so much this run. It's been ridiculous. This because um, I I saw her in Impact and I was like I don't quite see it I get it people like the hot mess thing I wasn't into it because it felt a little indie rific but at the same time you're kind of in an indie rific area so it's what's going to happen right uh, her run in NXT I thought was lackluster her constant injuries I was like look guys she's just snake bit and it's not worth it I don't know what we're doing here this go around I'm like oh yeah she's a star and she's not. It's going to sound bad. I know people always take things to mean what I'm not saying, but uh, she doesn't feel like main event WrestleMania, but she feels like got to be on the show. Thousand percent. 
1000%. How do we get Absolutely. her on the show? Feels like a conversation. How is she going to win the world title at WrestleMania does not because she feels like necessary for the, for the show, which is a perfect place to be. I don't think it's a bad deal, dude. I don't, I know everyone's got their dreams and that's what, that's the big thing. Everyone. Oh, how could you want any of these people to get fired? It's their dream to work there. Okay. Well, we don't all get our dreams all the time. You also have to realize that sometimes you can pivot and also be happy with getting close enough, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure she dreams of closing out WrestleMania one day, and I just don't know that that's her path, but I think that what she's providing to the show is so fucking phenomenal, and it's so much more than a lot of people provide, that I think that if she was unhappy with where she was, that that'd be a, a shame. But I also agree that she probably has a drive for more, and I think that's exactly why she's as good as she is. Yeah, thousand percent. Thousand percent. Uh, Kiro says his identity, which was stolen, which is why it's not up and running right now, which, uh, yeah, I heard about that, but, um, I don't Sorry have any, yeah, I don't have any, I don't have your identity, dude. I didn't find it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I checked Craig's list and everything, dude. I looked. That's, that's fair. <laughs> um, and then says, uh, she's not Chelsea green. She's one half of the Matt Cardona. I want Cardona back so bad, dude. I tell you what. When you look at everything that's happening, and we're so flooded with talent, man, that's one thing that people need to stop taking for granted with all these shows. Like we're flooded with talent. That's why a, a Gargano doing that is so um, so obvious when he yeah. acts that way because of how talented everything else is, right? Yeah. Um, and, and shouts to Chelsea Green for doing the Rough Rider. It looked awesome. Yep, it, it looked incredible. Uh, which again speaks to her athleticism. I think though to what I was just saying. Um, it's the perfect time for him to come back. Yeah. I think it's a perfect time for Matt Cardona to come back. Do you think, because I have a hunch that he wants to come back, but I have a hunch that he, and this is not because I have inside information. I have a hunch that he wants to come back, but refuses to come back as Zack Ryder. And I have a hunch that they said that their push is, but we are the Zack Ryder show. Like, right. There is no Matt Cardona here. And it's, I mean, I know that you can always make the argument. Hey, if Max Dupree can come out and say, nah, nah, you can always do something, but there's a lot of history with Zack Ryder. That's actually good history. Really good history. Yep. To maintain that I don't know if they'd be willing to budge on the idea of like, look, we'll let you do everything you do right now, the way you want to do it, obviously with our creative. However, you're going to be named Zack Ryder. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I think that that's where the heads are going to butt. That's my hunch. And I think that it's a shame in my mind. I think he's probably right, but I think it's a shame because I think that if it was me, I'd buckle and say, fuck it, bring back Seth, bring bring back Zach Ryder, but make him better than ever. That's because even, that's the move. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, even his Matt Cardona logo is the Zach Ryder font. Yeah. In the same way, it's the MC, the same as Zach Ryder. So every argument he has on why it shouldn't be Zach Ryder to me is also like, but that's also why it's fine to be Zach Ryder. That's you know that, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the point. And to your your CM Punk point, right? Like it it fares in the same way. Like you had said, um, although he's back and gets cheers, when they said you still got it at a wrestling show, it's because AW only gets a million people watching. Yeah, you know we're getting double, triple that on WWE. Well, Matt Cardona had one AEW match. He's had Impact and GCW and all that shit. Sorry, guys. When you when he steps out the curtain, he could have made ten times the amount on the indies. And congratulations, bro! He's putting in work. He's been the talk of the internet since he's left. Fantastic. On WWE television, you're not Matt Cardona ever. It just won't because he he hasn't had enough exposure elsewhere to even yeah. for us to recognize that he's Matt Cardona. Like you said, we are the Zack Ryder show. And it would be great. It would be awesome. And he can be bigger. He can be faster. He can be stronger. He can be more main event. He can stop coming out with the headbands and shit because he doesn't have to anymore. He can exactly. do muscle muscle tees and shit. Like you said, play Matt Cardona as Zack Ryder. Do that. Yeah, yeah you're, you're you're 100% correct there. And he uh, it's funny because he was part of the, uh, the, the hating on 
uh, Tony Khan's take because he, uh, Tony Khan saying that Jinder hasn't won in a year. How could he possibly uh, be viable for the championship or whatever? And then Zack Ryder, or sorry, Matt Cardona uh, tweeted on top of that, Kurt Hawkins lost 283 matches in a row until we won the tag titles at WrestleMania and the, and the crowd went nuts. Basically saying what we've been saying all the time. Tell a fucking story, man. <laughs> Tell a fucking story. Tell a story, man. Tony's all like, wait, you guys got a reaction? How do you elicit a reaction? I thought you just book on paper. I thought you give them, I thought you just give everybody what they want. Tony's all like, who's ever done anything for a reaction? No one even wants reactions around here. That's not what we're looking for. <laughs> they just want to say, yeah. Yeah. All we want is tables. That's all the crowd wants. Uh, Kuro says, Dolph Ziggler's name for your turn to be Nick Nirvana. That'd be funny, but I still think he'd come back as Ziggler. And he said that uh, he pitched the same thing for uh, for Cardona. I think you bring Cardona back. He's got a he's got a fucking. I think that there's a point where you got to bend the knee a little bit and say, okay, I'll be Zack Ryder, but it's not going to be the Zack Ryder new music. Yeah, you know, I need new music. I need no headbands. I'm not spiking my hair. This is what I look like. This is what we're doing. This is how I talk. But I'll just use the moniker, and I think that that's a place where both parties can come to and say yes because what you're doing is Matt Cardona is better than anything we did with Zach Ryder however we don't want the Zach Ryder history gone because we want to be able to call back to it we want to get you in a ring with fucking Drew McIntyre and call back to how a long time ago you guys screwed him in something or whatever I don't know I don't remember what they did you know we want to bring back Kane and we want him to kick your ass because he kicked your ass before I mean I don't know Oh. Right and and look, Zach Ryder's a tag team champion. Zach Ryder's an intercontinental champion. Matt Card Matt Cardona's not. There's no lineage. Yeah. There's no history. Like to exactly. Kuro's point, there's zero chance Dolph Ziggler comes back as any other name. Not only, not only because he's not going to have the opportunity, but the history of who Dolph Ziggler is is more important than any new name that could be put on it. Yes, changing Max Dupree to LA Knight is not a big deal because Max Dupree didn't accomplish anything. He never even had right. a match. Right, right. And LA Knight, even they, LA Knight had a WWE history. LA Knight had a history in NXT where he won yeah. things. That's why Walter the Gunther was such a big deal because Walter had extensive history in WWE proper. Well, not proper, but he was on pay-per-view in WWE proper. Uh, and he, you know, NXT and NXT UK. And had an you elite know. action figure out on the shelf at the time that said Walter. So I was a little bit different, but yeah, I, I think I, I mean, I want him back. I want Cardona back. Actually, Cardona's coming to Phoenix here in the next couple months. I'm gonna try and um, try and make it out there. So we'll see. Uh, did we talk enough about Jinder and Seth Rollins earlier? That's what happened here. We just skip right over Miz and McDonough. <laughs> oh yeah, Miz and McDonough happened, but I wasn't paying any attention to it because I could not <laughs> care less. So unless there's something happened there that you are uh, interested about. Well, it's 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 so our truth didn't come out during the Finn and uh, you know Damian part of it, but he is sticking around the Dom and JD part of it, which is okay. But you're still not showing strength enough on the other sides of mm -hmm. uh, Judgment Day. Uh, but you know our truth causing a distraction and Miz pointing at him and stuff. It's uh, I tell you what, it's actually nice to see Miz get babyface cheers. Because he's been in the business for 20 fucking years and he deserves some type of love and and that acknowledgement of appreciation. You know what I mean? I know you don't like him, but <laughs> I disagree. He hasn't earned love at all. Matter of fact, I hope his family doesn't love him. <laughs> well, that was the story for a while. His daddy didn't. <laughs> That's a good point. That was the story there. And the fans didn't either. When fucking the fiend showed up and fucking tried to steal his child, they cheered. So, <laughs> oh man, it's oh you know what? Real quick to the uh, the CM Punk uh, McIntyre part of it. That was one thing I said. I was like, wait a second, CM Punk did he turn babyface in Marsh's house? Because it was a shit on Drew McIntyre, but it's CM Punk. So he must have liked the McIntyre part. And I was just like, wait a second. He didn't even watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <didn't> watch it. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, Punk could have turned babyface if he was at least honest. 
He came yeah. off like a lying piece of shit. Yeah. And Drew came like he came from a place of authenticity where it's like, okay, I can get behind that. Yeah. And that's what we talked about for a long time. For four years of episode ones, we've talked about be authentic and we will love you. That's all it takes. Yeah. And yeah. we talked about it back then. That was the shame of Seth Rollins is he doesn't come off authentic. He just doesn't. And I feel like right. that he's just very guarded because I feel like that he's very, um, I feel like he's very insecure and he doesn't need to be as, as, as a performer, he's very insecure. He wants the crowd to react the way he wants them to react. And if they don't, he takes it personal. I think that's why he tries so hard. Cause I think he yeah. does. I think it's why he's so guarded and we all smell it on him. You're not that's, being authentic. No, that's such a great point because how many times do we watch him go out there and just wrestle flawlessly, flawlessly, but the next week it's like he definitely goes well didn't you guys just love what i did didn't you guys mm -hmm. just love what i did and to, honestly when his first run when he won the title at wrestlemania with the cash in all that j and j security stuff he was being a heel like a motherfucker and getting massive cheers mm -hmm. so through that character run there was a um an authenticity to the character that he was he was portraying with here where he's just a guy who is the best at what he does. I'm the best at what I do. <laughs> well, wait, you're just wrestling the same. So what's happening? Wait, wait, what are yeah. we watching? Yeah. So that disconnect there because because of, of the lack of authenticity. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So what what do you think of the the gender Seth Rollins stuff? Do you think it's just good enough to have busy work through Rumble? I think that's what they're going for. But if you if you ask me, I say you strap that motherfucker onto gender and make a story out of this. Make someone care. Make Seth pissed that he doesn't have it. Have Punk cost him. Yeah. Have Punk walk out and do something and wave. And then fucking Seth go, get the fuck out of here. And that's when gender catches him with the fucking clutch behind his back. Fucking slam him. Take it in a clean win. And have Seth pissed. You fucking cost me that title. Oh, do you want to have a match? No, I'm going back to get my title. You don't mean as much to me as that does. You right. I mean? And have him go back and get that title. But if it's just going to be another Seth Rollins match where he just wins again, I'm just not interested. It's fine. You have your 30-minute matches every fucking show, and you do your moves in the right order at the right time, and you win, and everyone goes, yep, he won. And that's that's the feeling I get watching Seth Rollins matches. So kind of like watching Cody matches. Except Cody's so good. <laughs> did you see Cody's going to be some dude's best man? Yeah, I that? did see that. Yeah. Yeah. I did that's, see that. Yeah. I was watching. I was like, I fucking hope uh, Bishop's watching this shit right now. <laughs> Just fucking eat it, dude. What a baby face move. Dude. You're telling me that's not superstar of the year. He's not the Cena of his time. Like, come on. He sees a dude with a sign and goes, I'll fucking be there. And you know what? He's going to fucking be there. It's so sick. <laughs> You're so, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, he fucking, my kid asked me, is it okay if, I, if I'm if i a CM Punk fan? I said, why? Yeah. Was, I don't know. I just think he's talking cool. about. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you could like, I could, you could like whoever you like. Just tell me why you like him. I just haven't seen anything about CM Punk to like. Is it just because a lot of people cheer for him? I just imagine that you're looking down and he says that and you slowly look up. You go, who the fuck put you up to this kid? <laughs> who are you working for? <laughs> uh, I agree with you. you I think, no, no, you definitely wouldn't feed him that shit. You wouldn't be that mm. rude to me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, no, I I love your idea of gender beating Seth. I think we might have talked about it on an episode one before, but gender being a former champion just means that anytime he's in the ring with a champion, he can win that title because he's champion. That's the best reason to make anyone a champion, but especially gender at that time. That hey, it didn't it didn't quite work with Randy, right? It was very funky. It, and as they were leading towards a Brock Lesnar match at Summer at Survivor Series ago, you know what? We gotta we gotta get AJ this title. Then we get that awesome AJ Styles Brock Lesnar match, right? So I do like it here though that this is the weight. This is the weight of gender being a champion because once he was a champion, he'll always be a champion. So him beating Seth would be so awesome because you know what he's gonna be? A two time champion. Just like the Miz is a two time Grand Slam champion. 
And I would love to see this happen. And to your point, man, giving Seth something to be fucking pissed off about would be awesome. Dude, what makes Jinder a better champion than Miz and Jericho is that they won in super shitty ways, but Jinder never did. When Jericho says, I beat The Rock and Steve Austin in one night, it's because the other guys were interfering in both those matches. When Miz says, I beat John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania, it's because The Rock came out to start his program with John Cena. Like, you you did the a W as a W. Jinder beat Randy Orton for the title by putting that fucking clutch on him. And even when the Bollywood boys would interfere, they would catch RKOs. They would catch the RKOs, dude. Yeah. And and how did he win? His finish. Yep. The other guys were pinning guys on their other finish. Let me scramble over there and get the pin. Jinder won because his move fucking kills people. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think Jinder as a legitimate uh, threat to the championship is fucking phenomenal. It's fantastic. Like, yeah, keep it going. Like, and let's make that more real now than ever. Take that title off of Seth in the middle of a raw. Like, don't even close the show with it, dude. Just do it in the middle. Crazy. So people go like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening? That'd be crazy. Shake people up. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And fuck even yeah. have it. So Seth is doing it. It was like, let's just get it over with. I don't, we don't need to wait to the main event. Right. Have Seth be nonchalant about it. It's just gender. Dude. It'd be the ultimate fuck you to AEW. To he's just fucking sick to drop the title to gender because he's a legit champion and then just keep posting and posting two time WWE champion. Oh, dude, he should win with hooks finish. Yes. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Taz is, is the Taz choke. The, he oh, like the like cross face chicken wing type thing. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Like straddling the back kind of video. Uh, Kiro does say though I have a serious question who the fuck is Hook you're right dude yep who yep. the fuck is Hook love it dude somebody somebody put the meme up there of uh, Hook next to Tony Khan and then Jinder in the Conor McGregor spot when he was saying that about one of the UFC oh, fighters yeah. I think I forgot was like, who the fuck is this guy yeah they did that with Jinder yeah. it's, it's amazing because it's the hysterical part is like at the end of the day Tony Khan's a rich kid and 99% of rich kids don't know how to shit talk. So mm -hmm. because he never had to fight through poverty and insults because he was a rich kid, he has no clue what it's like to fight back with your words before you have to fight back with your hands. That's why he was yep. scared for his life when CM Punk is just throwing hands and it's CM Punk. Like, come on. So the fact that he likes to shit talk and then as soon as somebody can shit talk him back, <laughs> Just cat pull your microphone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, the fact, the fact that he's fighting. Yeah, he's, as soon as somebody can shit talk him back, he just gets buried because you just don't know. You just don't know. Dude, Tony Khan comes back with a, uh, well, actually, if you uh, think about it, consider the uh, magnitude of. It doesn't come off like you're talking shit. It comes off like you're stretching the truth. Even that whole bullshit he said about we're the safest company in the wrestling industry ever. That was a statistician saying if you average 50 years of complaints over the last 50 years per year per capita of employee, we have the least number of per capita complaints per year over the last 50 years comparatively to other companies that existed that entire 50 years. Like he's trying to stretch his number to include years he didn't exist. And that's right. what it sounded like. Right. He went from overall TV rating to demographic rating mm -hmm. to cage match ratings. Yes. Like it's just <laughs> Look, our TV ratings aren't what they used to be, but our cage match ratings, like, come on, they're killer. It's just the fucking I I I What's it? You can't add logic to a little illogical situation. You can't convince crazy people. Like there's, you just, it's an argument not worth having because I say this about a lot of people in a lot of fields. If you ask a question and I give you an answer, but then you extend the goalpost and ask the question in another way, like I'm not, I'm done with the conversation. Like if I go, I don't like, uh, why don't you like Ric Flair? 
well, because I didn't think his in-ring work was good. Oh, well, he won 14 titles. He must have been good. No, that's not what you asked. So I'm not going to continue having this argument because you want to continue to change the goalposts. And that's all Tony Khan does. Change the goalposts. Change the goalposts. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. He literally... I'm telling you, I even ask other people, does this sound to you like he's saying if you average over a 50-year time span? And everyone is like, yes, that's exactly what it sounds like he's saying, is that per year, over a 50-year average, they will have less per year because they only exist for three. He's fucking he's so fucking funny. Dude, I just I just can't wait for the photos to surface of him with wet pants. There's no way he doesn't pee himself sometimes. <laughs> uh, Hulu cut out Ivar against Otis, but I see Ivar won, and all I could think is the Beef Planet Massacre that was. Yeah, yeah two Beef Planets colliding, um, and they continue to show really fun stuff. Uh, Ivar jumps off the top rope, and Otis catches him, and that was awesome. That's insane. But yeah, like like yeah. caught him, caught him, caught him, caught him. Like that's caught up. him, caught him, and cross body style caught him, and then into a world strongest slam. It was great. So it was kind of like taking a meatball sub and squishing it into a hamburger. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, I would eat a meatball sub squished into a flat hamburger. Yeah, same, same, same. <laughs> Just not if it started as a beef planet. Um, well, because yeah, so well, he- for one, the meatball sub's a little phallic. That's true. Um, Once you squish it. (laughs) When he catches them, uh, it's not like a a funky, you know, roll roll with it and drop him. It was Mm -hmm. a catch, turn to hard camera, bang. That's fucking insane. It was nuts. Ivar crossbody in the air. Just fucking boom. Fucking insane. That's the kind of shit I do to clump just to see if he can still if his knees won't give out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah, find the highlights of that. You'll enjoy it. I'm gonna go watch that match now because I uh I just imagine the slap sound that happened in that moment. Just a crack <laughs> of a belt, kind of a leather snapping, just you know what yeah. I mean? What does it sound when two beef planets collide? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I almost imagine that as 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 he comes up from the slap, right? That their belly buttons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a moment as he gets up from the pin where their belly buttons had to have squished together, creating an air pocket. Yeah, a belly button kiss happened and it was oily and delightful. Well, to be fair, both belly buttons were covered, so I'm sorry for spoiling that for you. <laughs> All right. Well, if if it wasn't, you know what I mean. Uh, Kuro was trying it's to say right that uh, Evolve was around nine years ago before WWE divided by them. AEW better hurry because they only have four years left. Evolve was never on the level of AEW as far as monetary uh, stability. I'm not trying to say that AEW is viable business wise, but they just have enough money that they can say no to people who say we'll buy you out. That's all. Uh, main event time. Cody Rhodes defeated Shinsuke Nakabura in a street fight where within one minute the crowd started chanting, we want tables because they also knew that this match was happening for no reason. Shinsuke's a badass. Cody's the ultimate baby face. This was America versus Japan. This was 1945. <laughs> this was incredible. This was Torah, Torah, Torah. Let's fucking get it. Shinsuke spits blood all over the timekeeper. Probably his first day on the job. Probably peed himself a little. Look, it wasn't a bad main event. Didn't feel like a main event. But it was a match I've been wanting to see. So, you know, win some, lose some kind of a deal. But Cody wins them all. He doesn't lose some. What, uh, what oh, do you think it's my turn? Yeah, what do you, you think? <laughs> um. I got worked by the timekeeper. I was like, oh, that's weird. He's still standing in the way. Like, why aren't you moving? Cody got him out the chair and he's, why are you just standing there? That's weird. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Take a face full of mist. <laughs> yeah. But here's, here's something that I actually loved about that spot. There's layers to the in-match storytelling. 
that they had to build to a point where Cody needs a chair. So Cody yeah. can get the chair from the timekeeper. So the timekeeper can be there for when Shinsuke spits the mist. That mm-hmm. type of building in matches is something that you don't see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Anywhere else. You know, and I absolutely love that part of it. I was like, man, I, I went on that complete ride and it yeah. all had to tie together to make sense. So I love that. I thought that spot was amazing. Um, other than that, yeah, man, it's tough. It's tough because you want to see Shinsuke continue to grow and be someone worth winning matches. And I personally want to see Cody lose. But if you continue to put the biggest obstacles in front of him and he wins, well, then he's just, he's 99 overall in every every category. He got attacked in the beginning of the night. They turned it into a street fight. So that means Shinsuke can do whatever nefarious thing he wants to. And Cody still wins. It's like, well, then Cody's going to always still win. There's mm-hmm. nothing to watch for because you know the outcome. And the outcome is Cody still wins. So, okay. Yeah, it can be tough. I think that's why I didn't pay super close attention to it. Because I knew Cody was going to win this. Because a lot of people described it too. I saw in some of my group chats where they were like, oh, this was just Cody's side quest. And they were like, oh, I like that. Oh, that, oh, that sounds good. I was like, no, that's fucking video game shit. We shouldn't like that. We shouldn't have what is clearly a side quest. But Cody Rhodes, for better or for worse, likes to book his own little stories video game style. And other people are feeling it. And so they're going with it. Because the other thing is, it's fucking working, man. The dude's selling fucking merch. Like, it's working. So, like, as much as I didn't feel for this whole thing, I'm like, well, you probably sold some Shinsuke shirts and some fucking more Cody belts. Like, if it didn't work for the crowd, I'd be like, okay, we got to change it up. But it's like, just because it doesn't work for me doesn't doesn't mean it's not working for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I 100% agree. I mean, even during the boozies, you gave Cody your superstar of the year, right? Because mm-hmm. because of stuff like this, where mm-hmm. he's going to bring the eyeballs, he's going to bring the emotion, he's going to bring in a section that's absolutely going to go bananas when he overcomes this obstacle. And that's great, because for wrestling fans, we all like different aspects of what wrestling is. But for WWE, they're sports entertainment on a level that we can't imagine. Yeah, Titus O'Neil will always have a place in WWE for what he does outside. Boys and Girls Club, you know, all these things that happen within WWE are so much more important than bell to bell. So when Cody's doing this bell to bell overall victory stuff that's going to happen every single time, I'm so bummed out because I don't necessarily need all that other stuff. I don't, I, me, I don't need that stuff. But it's stuff like this that allows all that other stuff to exist, you know? So I get that. But for my watching pleasure, I want to see this guy lose and have that little kid crying. Not that I want kids to cry, but the visual of the thing Cody has to overcome, not just his loss, but the letdown to the fans that want him there. So, yeah. you know, I've heard you we like got making that. kids cry. I've heard that. <laughs> No, but that that the we got that for one night after WrestleMania, and then Brock Lesnar F5s him, and then we don't soak in that moment. You know what I mean? So it's like Well, he lost the first match against Brock Lesnar, got choked out. So it was kind of like, fuck, is Cody gonna get through this? Uh from a from a real kayfabe standpoint, not from a smart fan standpoint, obviously. Well, so that's the thing. Even if it was a choke out, I'd be fine with that. But it was a pass out to Kamora Pain. It's so choke it was out. still no, it's a. Eh, anyway, well, well, I've said enough about that bullshit. But that's that's all. I think we both agree that the 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 Titan level, you know, ninety nine overall Cody that's happening makes it hard to invest in what's going on because the outcome is he's going to win. So if it was a little bit deeper than you know, or thought that he could lose, it'd be better to watch the entire thing or easier to watch the entire thing. And I feel like that's not a Cody thing. That's a them thing, because I do feel like that there's a lot of ways to put Cody in peril where he wins. That feels like we're doing something bigger here, or is this going to be his offset where we're giving him stuff where we go, well, clearly he's going to win this. You don't put him in a program with Shinsuke with us thinking, I don't know. Shinsuke might pull it out. Shinsuke has been fucking losing everything for four years straight. 
You know what I mean? But he's never I, he's never in a position in a match besides the Brock Lesnar stuff. To be fair, he's never in a position in a match where you think that's going to happen. If he got exactly. handcuffed here, if he got handcuffed here to the ropes, you might go, "Holy shit, this might happen." But there's never a match where he's in that position. That's apart from Brock. And so I was thinking, that's what made the Brock one so good. That's why we still talk about the Brock matches or have to say except Brock and all that stuff because that was so well done. The rest of it has all felt like simple side quests. This is just a little match I got to have. This is a little couple matches I'm going to have. Whatever. This is, I'm going to do an open challenge. It's all cutesy. Get the wins and look good and let the fans see you wrestle. But as far as like investment in, does this feel important? We're not there with him in this moment, especially not with Shinsuke. And it's not a fault of, of either guy trying to put on a good show. It's the fault of the, the way they've been booked is there's not one moment where you think that Shinsuke is going to be Cody, right? But there are moments where you think Brock could be Cody. And if Cody beats Brock here, that's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like Cody needs to be in bigger rivalries at this point. He needs to be more and he maybe needs to lose one. And then really have to fucking bring himself back up. Like, I don't know, but this close to WrestleMania though, I think that we're all right. I think that depending on what he does with elimination chamber, I feel like that he wants to win back to back. And I think there's a really good chance they do that because it hasn't happened since Steve Austin. But I don't know. My gut tells me you give that rumble win to somebody else and you give him the elimination chamber win. Except for the person who wins the rumble would then have to challenge for Cody, which is why you end up giving it to like a fucking punk or something. And I don't think punk should win it. Well, so they could still do number one contender in Elimination Chamber. They've done that before for for the Roman side of it. My problem with my problem with Cody winning Elimination Chamber is that he physically overcomes five other guys. Where Not necessarily, if some of them the, are eliminated before him, or I, I no, and I get that too. But although he's, they he's, probably book him first, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and he's 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 character crazy enough to say, and I'll go in there first. But that's what, again, to your point, the booking of it, it's like, okay, he's, well, he's going to go in first and have to overcome. The literal overcoming of five guys is a lot a lot more of that, I'm going to show you how resilient Cody is, where the Rumble is an endurance battle where you don't, I don't have to, not one person has ever thrown 29 guys over the top rope, but that's yeah. what they all say in the fucking promo, right? Like the yeah, most eliminations yeah, is like seven, guys. right? Yeah, and half of those, you, you have help with someone. So... You know, it's it's never that the Brock stuff was cool. I think he had nine, right? Or he maybe he had seven, and then he got eliminated. You know, at ten. But anyway, I think the record uh, right now is like eleven or twelve. Okay, so the endurance battle of the Royal Rumble and Cody winning, it's it was a bummer last year because it was so predictable. But now interjecting Drew and CM Punk and others who have that other thing, cool. Like that that mm -hmm. feels like more of a fun thing to do. And to have Cody do it, it's like, okay, well, now go take advantage of your story. I would love to see that win and then him challenge Randy because Randy won the belt that night. And then uh, uh, Elimination Chamber can be a whole nother fun story. But if he physically gets through five guys, it's just as bad as Roman stacking three of them at the Royal Rumble to win, in my opinion. The way that Paul Heyman was cutting his promo about smashing this guy, smashing that one. I just kept thinking, smashing him and thumbing him, thumb him and smash him, <laughs> thumb him. Like it kept to me just being the sneaky little thumb. And I do think that there's a possibility. There is a world where Roman stacks and thumbs and smashes and, and gums them, you know? Like, I think that there's a possibility. He's just uh, mounting them all. So a lot of people think that code that um that Roman's going to take the title all the way through WrestleMania and beyond. I just feel like you have so much on the table right now with so many guys, and I do know that there's there's always the what's next. But for the better part of a year now, Roman's been in cruise control in a lot of ways, and the peak of Roman's entire storyline has been the Sami Zayn arc, and everything since then has felt less than, and. We want to keep talking about what's next, but also there's a matter of of 
what next and why do I care? Right. So with Roman right now, like the big thing is like, but he can break this record. I just don't know that I care enough to see a record broken. Yeah. I'm already disenchanted by the whole Roman thing, but the rock edition is interesting, right? Well, that's a story I'm into. And I do get that. Hey, you have levels and, and the rock and Roman with a title on the line is more than rock and Roman without a title on the line. And if there's no title on the line, then it's still going to headline. Even if it doesn't headline, it's the match that everyone's going to talk about. There's all that. Uh, the thing is, is I, I, I think about the way WrestleMania gets booked and 36 was booked in a way, the New York one where I said it was our premier episode one. I said, WrestleMania 36 was a love letter to the fans. Every single match was because we love you. I remember after this last WrestleMania that we just had, I came on and said, this was a love letter to the boys. This is a, because we love each other and love what we do. Nothing here felt like it was anything bigger than what do you want to do? What would you want your match to be? This didn't feel like it was for the fans at all. So I do think Triple H is the one of the boys, dude. There is every possibility that he does stuff for the fans, but also is willing to do things for the boys. I do think we have the possibility of a world where he understands the fans want Roman rock, but the boys want Cody Randy. And I do think we can end up with kind of all, and I don't know if it, if it meshes well, I don't know that if it, if it lives in hindsight perfectly, but I don't think it could be discounted simply because, well, it, well, it's just, it's the rock and he's the biggest. Yeah, kind of. But to the WWE fans right now, the rock, is he selling more t-shirts off their website than Cody? I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like I could see a world where we end up with, with a fucking crazy mania. And that's what excites me about this is we've speculated a ton about how you can get it on Randy. I've seen other people speculate about how you never take it off of Roman at the end of the day, none of them don't sound good. They all sound like good, cool options. It's just fantasy booking Roman to continue to hold it isn't fun. You know what I mean? That's the only yeah. thing about it. Go ahead. That's why that's why when we were fantasy booking on here about Roman losing to Randy, and then you know, your immediate response was, All right, cool, then we can leave him off of Mania this year to, yes. you know, give that big beat, you know, of okay. Now that redemption arc for Roman after losing the title, the whole fucking promo package of what he's been doing for a year to just get fucking AJ Styles yoked up. Right. And then the rock comes out and it's like, well, that's, it's now perfect. It's now mm -hmm. perfect because even a fucking loss to the rock sends the, the tribal chief in a tailspin. And that's yeah. just, it's gone now, you know, or a win over rock. And then he's crying because although he proved the rock, right, he's still wrong. Cause he doesn't have the title. Like there's so much more emotional investment that can come after that, that it's, it's now the right opportunity. So I, I don't know if I can get too meta into how it's booked. I do think triple H though, loves driving his narrative regardless yeah, And if the payoffs come with, you know, well, this is what they want or this is what, what they want, uh, that's okay as long as we can build next, right? Like Sammy and KO winning the titles. I mean, to be fair, I wish it meant more afterwards than it did mm -hmm. at Mania, you know? Yeah. And to again, to your point, like the, the peak of peaks was the Sami Zayn match for Roman Reigns. I mean, that, that was my match of the year last year. But the cap, the cap on the soda bottle, they filled it all the way up with Sami Zayn. Yep. They put the cap on once he beat Cody. It's like, okay, he is he is now absolutely above everyone else. It's Roman and then the entire roster. And this right now, I mean, it's lining up, man. It's the perfect opportunity to now take Roman and put him on the side of the roster. He is now... John Cena. He is now The Rock. He is now Steve Austin. He is now Hulk Hogan. He is now that music hits. Oh my God, we have him back. There's more work to do, but that's the lane you put him in because he now isn't required to have a title. He isn't required to be in main storylines. He is now the legend Roman Reigns. 
You know what I mean? Like he, it, there's definitely more work to do, but that's if you put him on that side and continue to go, he's now an attraction. He's now special. Then, Hey, I think this is the fucking perfect opportunity to have it happen. Cause anything past this moment, it's definitely too long. I feel like so too. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm ready for a last call. Let's do it. Uh, you want to tell me where to find you? Yes, sir. At TBA, at TW takes podcast on Twitter. TWTakesPodcast.com for all audio platforms. Check me out. I will be dropping another episode soon. I got some ideas about this whole TKO company that's happening uh, for a little while now, and I'll be uh, I'll be throwing those thoughts out there in the next couple of days. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm at Ref Marsh on Venmo. Um, we are uh, WOTR, the show, Wrestling on the Rocks, on all of the uh, uh, premium social medias. Uh, and guys, uh, I think we'll be back tomorrow night for a brand new episode one. Uh, that's last call. Cheers. Producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support and buy us a drink by putting the I and subscribe and reviewing our podcast and cheers to fans first sports network for keeping the dive bar lights on. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.